Welcome to the Lampstand Chronicles. I'm your host, Rocky, and welcome to episode six. We are now about halfway through season one, which is fantastic. The response has been so amazing that I had to add additional episodes, which is more than I could have ever asked for for season one. So thank you. Also, I wanted to give a special shout out to all of you who have been listening to each and every episode. The coolest thing is seeing what countries my listeners are from. So shout out to Ireland, Qatar, Germany, St. Kitts, and many, many more. It's so great to see that this podcast is reaching different continents, different countries. Thank you again. But on to today's episode. My guest today is a singer and songwriter by the name of Dion Davis. You might recognize him from Capital City Music's record called Lean Back. Now here's a fun fact for you. Lean Back was a song that I walked down the aisle to for my wedding. And if you would have asked me in 2019 if I would be talking to Dion a year later, almost like to the day, this is crazy, I would have looked at you some type of way. But this is why you should never give up on a dream. If you keep believing in it, keep speaking life into it, it will come to pass. Dion and I had a chance to talk about discovering his talents at an early age, what it means to keep faith alive, changing his approach to songwriting, and what it was like recording Lean Back. So let's get right into the episode and start with the ever so awesome icebreaker questions. So let's go. So number one, what is the one song you have on repeat right now? It's called Fragile and it's by Ian Wong. Ian Wong. Okay, Fragile. I believe I'm saying that correct. Let me double check. Yeah. Fact checked as we go. Okay, right? Yes, it is Ian Wong. I knew I wasn't just like, I knew what I was talking I knew about. It. I knew what yeah. I was talking about. <laughs> awesome. Number two, what is your favorite snack to eat when you're watching a movie? Great question. <laughs> Yo, this is only number two. <laughs> oh, man. You stumped me already. Yes. Um, wow, that's a great question. I honestly couldn't say. I... I kind of snack like I love fruit. I love hummus. I love like like hummus. <laughs> Yo, like a movie time snack though, has to be I'm like serious. clog, like artery clogging. Something but for like me, completely unhealthy. Okay, let me think of something unhealthy. Okay. Um, I mean, there was one snack you were eating when we first talked that I'm like, "Yo, that'd oh. be a good movie time snack." <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. Brownie brittle. Yes. Brownie brittle. Yeah. I was like, you could movie snack. Yes. I was like, you could pop that in the mail and just send me send me some. That was awesome. Totally. Number three, what emoji do you use the most when texting? Oh, that's a great question. How would I even know? Isn't it in there? I feel like there's three. I like, I feel like there's three that I always go to. So it's just whatever, whatever comes to your mind. Okay. So the laughing, crying one. Yes. The white heart. Which one? Which one though? Because there's a straight face one and the, the head to the side face. one. Not the one okay. with the head to the side. I just like. Because I uh, always use the head to the side one. Really? I, I've I laugh, never gotten into it. 
Oh, yellow. I see. I see. So it's that one. It's the white mm-hmm. heart and probably the fire emoji. Yeah. 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 Anything ministry related, yo, the fire emoji. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It yeah. comes in clutch for everything. It just perfectly encapsulates like, yo. Yes, exactly. You know fire. that? You know that like little sound effect that they'll have in music where it's like burr, 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 burr. every time that I like every time that I use the fire emoji, that's like what I'm saying in my head as I'm doing Yo. it. So I need to like just understand that's where I'm coming from with this. That is so, so good. And okay, so in like dance hall music, they always had that bam, 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 like that yes whole, yeah sound effect it's yep. awesome oh okay number four all right if you could delete all but three apps on your phone which ones would you keep and not ones that come with your phone so like messaging that one's a given like it comes on your phone okay i would probably say man this is a good question what the heck these are supposed to be icebreakers yeah uh, great um so i would keep my google docs just because i am always writing something i would keep my dropbox just because that's where all my music and stuff is and probably keep instagram because i like to pop in here and there and let people know i'm alive (laughs) it's like i'm all right yeah i'm all right hey world i'm still here yes okay awesome um it's pretty this pretty similar to mine, I think. Okay. Somewhere like along that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, number five. What year has been the most memorable for you? Ah. Oh, wow. Probably this one. Probably this one, I'm gonna say. And we're not yeah. even halfway through yet. We're not like even officially. halfway through. Yeah. Wow. So we've already had a whole world scare and everything has been put on pause. It's crazy. Yo. I think I'll remember this year for the rest of my life. Actually. Yeah. It's wild. But also in that, um, I was talking with a friend on Sunday and he was like, through that, like I've seen and heard so many people like share like what God has done. Oh and yeah. It's been like crazy of like the things God is doing. Yeah. Even in the midst of a pandemic, like, come on. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's incredible. I think a lot of it is due to the fact that we're kind of forced to slow down. Like we don't, we don't have the, the luxury of being so fast paced. You only have, I think we talked about this when we first talked, you only have what's in front of you, Mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like in a lot of ways and for a lot of people, this has been a kind of zeroing in period where you just, and you get with the Lord and you just, and he'll show up. Yeah. He does. In you know? ways that he hasn't before. Yeah. In yeah. new ways. So people mm-hmm. are kind of having those like new experiences and new encounters with God that yep. they'll never forget. It's beautiful. So, it's beautiful. Oh, like I, I can it. only imagine like the stories and the testimonies that we'll hear like months and years after this whole scare is over, how yeah. the met me in the middle of a pandemic or you know i was introduced to the lord or this happened this happened i was healed blase blase blah like i can only imagine all the stories yeah. i'm sure it's countless exactly which i can't wait for 
really. It's going to be awesome. Um, so the reason why I always like to ask, like, what year is memorable? Because I feel like those memorable years always, like, they always play into our faith and how, like, mm. our faith is, like, grounded in those years. I feel like there's always times that we, like, can we can look back and be like, wow, my faith grew in that time. Yeah. And you can certainly feel it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, even some of the most hardest years and things that you've gone yeah. through. Like, yeah. And it's always it's always optional. You can always choose to grow and let you and and kind of sit in the uncomfort of having to stretch your faith. And sometimes there's a grace for it, and other times you just have to say, All right, "Awaken me, O Spirit!" Like yes, and kind of like come alive to it. And it's more practice and applied, and that is yeah. not always easy. Not at all, not at all. But but you always look back and be like, "Wow, if I could, like I." got through that situation um I got through that um hard time or that difficult season if I could get through that like I can get through anything I think because you realize like how big God is and how and how much he really is fighting for us Hmm. that like when you look back and you're just like there's nothing my God can't do yeah Absolutely. I would agree. Yeah. I, I'm I'm probably going to mention a lot of times that I wish like, and I'll say, I wish people could see like our face right now. Cause I feel like we're very <laughs> like expressive with our faces. <laughs> so, so th- there'll be like pauses, but we're actually nodding and being like, yes. It's like, I wholeheartedly agree with what you're I saying. I wholeheartedly agree. Like, and my eyes will like expand. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> a part of me is like, I wish we could have video, but another part of me is like, I'm so happy we don't have video. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm I'm happy that we don't have yeah. video too. <laughs> okay. Big same. Big same. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I love All you. Right I love you. Yeah. <laughs> um holding on to faith. I feel like that that's a deep topic. How has that played a role in your life? Like, what does that mean to you? Um, man, life is crazy. Life is insane. It's going to come with ups and downs and twists and turns and the unexpected and the expected. And for me, what, what I like, the only sure thing that I have ever known is the love of God for me. Mm. And that is the one thing that I can, that I, that I put my faith in. I put my faith in what he has done, what he will do, what the cross has spoken, what his blood has spoken. And it's, I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, how in those hard years or in those hard seasons, you have the choice. It's optional. You know, you can either hold or let go. I think there's an abundance of grace that covers that. And I like the Lord knows like who his people are. Mm. And if you're his, you know that. And I just found like holding to faith also means like stewarding your testimonies or, you know, um, or, or even certain songs. Like 
and I'll like make mental notes or mental, mental alters and maybe even shape them into songs to kind of help me in those seasons. And a lot of the times the secret place for me, um, is really, well, it's super crucial for me. Mm. Um, and it, and it helps me because that's where I process everything. I just bring everything there and all of my questions, all of my frustrations and anxieties, hurt and pain. And the Lord meets me there every single time. It doesn't matter what I've come in with. He'll yeah. always, he'll always meet me and his spirit just comes and it's just, so I don't know how to not hold to faith. It's the mm. only sure thing that I've ever known. Yeah. So. And when did, when did you first come to, come to that kind of realization to be like, I can't, I cannot have this. Like it has to be something that I have. Cause I feel like there, there are some moments in our lives or in our journeys where we walk and it's like, maybe faith is a little lower on the list mm-hmm. of things that we put our minds to and focus on. Yeah. And then there comes a time where it's like, it gets propped up right to the top of the list. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think what helped me was I grew up with a single mom mm. and when I'm telling you, Rosa had to trust Rosa. Yeah. had to trust. Yes. I mean, and, and I think I've had an incredible um, experience and journey with faith. Like my mom was always praying we were always in church and she would invite my sister and my brother and like my siblings, whatever. She would invite us into prayer. She would invite us into kind of this, this place of worship in our house. And I would see her go before the Lord and pray and cry out for the Lord. And as a family, we've done it multiple times, cry out for the Lord when our backs were up against the wall um, and things didn't make sense or we didn't have enough money for something like, and it was never, it was never to um, to the end of having a need filled, but it was always just, I know who holds the world and I know who holds me and I know who's going to hold us and always will. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I kind of want to dig into something that you just said, um, okay. being in church. What was yeah. church like for you? Because I feel like everyone has a different experience. Like, especially when you're young, growing up in church. So I thought church was magical. Honestly, I I remember that I have this one. This is when I knew I wanted to be a worship leader. We were, um, I was probably about six or seven. So like memories were just kind of like kicking in for me that I could hold to. And so I remember this one particular Sunday, we were late and my mom hated being late. She hates being late. And so we would hear her yapping. Oh, oh, I hate being late. Like I'm the type of person I will go someplace and I would sit there for an hour if it meant like being on time. Yes. That's just the kind of person that I am. Um, Yes. But I remember we we walked into church and they were in the middle of worship and there were these kind of uh, these French doors that led into the sanctuary. And as open them I just remember the sound kind of rushing out and over and I walked into the middle of a worship set and I saw the worship pastor of the church just facilitating this moment and I felt the presence of God and I was like I looked across the stage and I was like that is what I want to do I don't know how it's going to happen but that is what I want to do 
mm-hmm. I want to be in this atmosphere for the rest of my life. Mm. And so it just, from, so from the very beginning, I just, I, like, I felt this connection to the church and God's people. Um, and it was also kind of my playground in some senses. Um, it was, not, I, I grew up in Miami. So we were just a bunch of baby kids running around the church, driving the, you know, leaders crazy. And yes. Yeah. I mean, crawling <laughs> under like, pews. I drank yes. all the communion juice that didn't get, get um, consumed. Yeah, I loved it. It was my favorite. It was my okay. favorite time of the month. And the crackers, like, I used to love them too. I know that's weird, but I love them. Real talk. <laughs> you just perfectly described what my childhood was like at church. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah. So my dad was a pastor. And so we were always at church. Like there's no other thing that I know you're just at church yep. all the time so yeah I knew everything I knew every oh, yeah. place I knew every like corner of that church right so yes yep. after Sunday and they had communion I was yes. all up in that juice yeah. I was like <laughs> yes <laughs> and those little crackers yes I was like I, was I haven't all eaten all morning yeah, I've been all morning. This this is gonna tie me over till we get home and have yeah. dinner. So, oh yeah. yeah, and we would be yeah. we would be at church every time the doors were open. Yes, we were there for Sunday. We were there mm-hmm. on Monday prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of going to prayer, my sister and I we would go to the children's room and watch Veggie Tales. So I know like all of the songs. Shout out to Veggie Tales. Uh, oh man, Veggie Tales, incredible. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know. I, but it like it's just you don't know any different. Yeah, like you're just like this is normal. This is normal yes. life. You just yeah. If you weren't at church, it was weird. Yes, I yeah. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. you just you just learn to go with it. Yeah, and that was my life too. So. Yeah. And I mean, my mom's Hispanic, so I didn't really have much of a say. I just got dragged along anyway. <laughs> so I learned not to argue with a Latina. I'm just like, oh, no, there's no point in this. Don't do it. Don't, don't try it. Do it. It won't work. It won't work. <laughs> yeah. There's something you learn very quickly. Oh, oh for sure. It will not work. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so you, this was around the age of six or seven uh-huh. and at this point did you did you come to know your vocal talent at that point um i if i did i don't have a memory of it for mm-hmm. me i just when i think back to my journey with singing it's that i've always been doing it my right. mom says that i started when i was about like three wow. um but i don't i don't think that she really I don't think she invested in it in any way, like lessons or anything. It was mm-hmm. just something like, oh, he has a voice. And I would love to, you know, sing all the time. And my family hated it, but, you know. <laughs> oh, here we go, singing again. <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be like, oh, okay, just leave him. He's just going to do his thing. And... No, my mom would literally yell. She would... <laughs> Like she would come into my room 
not not when I was like six or seven, but when I was older, because mm-hmm. I was just always singing. And when I picked up instruments, it got worse because then I was able to accompany myself. Uh, yeah. So my mom would, she would walk into the room and it would be like 10 o'clock. And she's like, dude, I got to get up at five. It's 10 o'clock. You got to go to school tomorrow. If you don't get your behind and burn, mm-hmm. you know, when parents talk to me, punch <laughs> So many flashback memories of my mom. And half half of those times were when we were at church and I would do something that she wouldn't like. And she would say, oh. if we don't get your <laughs> her eyes would get all big and oh, everything. Yeah. And all it and, takes and, is a look. All there were okay. So <laughs> me and my friends at church. So anytime like the sermon started, I was like, I don't really I didn't understand like the whole sermon, right? I think at that point I was like seven or eight or mm-hmm. eight years old. And so we would like try to sneak da- sneak out of the sanctuary and like go downstairs. Every time I feel like my mom had eyes in the back of her head. Oh. And every time we would get up would be the precise oh. moment. She would turn around and have eyes of fire. <laughs> staring at us and again i wish you guys could see because she would literally go like like flick her fingers and go like sit down and turn her head and act like nothing happened and of course no one and of course no one else in the congregation notices this it's just you in absolute fear and terror of your parents (laughs) fear and trembling because my mom was like don't you dare ever shame me when we're at church because just wait till we get home (laughs) oh yes she would pinch us my mom would pinch us if we were being bad yeah she had really 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 like thick nails they weren't thin nails at all Oh no! There was strength and power in those fingers. Oh my gosh! I couldn't even tell. Oh gosh! Nope. (laughs) Nope. That's why I was always on my best behavior, and I didn't do anything bad. (laughs) I was like, "Oh, you were fearful." Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh my goodness. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but it made us who we who we are today. So a lot of times, looking back, I'm like. I wouldn't trade it for anything as, yeah, absolutely. as I feel- difficult sometimes as it was. And a lot of times in the moment I was like, man, my parents are so hard on us. Looking back, I'm like, I wouldn't trade it for anything. So thanks mom and dad. You kind of got something right. So I guess so. Just only a few things though. Like don't let them get too big of a head. I'm just kidding. <laughs> something things right now. Yeah, everything, something. but not just, everything. Just I messed something. up in a whole lot of other ways. No, just kidding. I could talk for days about that. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am not even gonna friend and lie and and act as if I'm some I was some angel. And even now, like come on. So they got some well, things right. And I mean so. I guess that's all parents like I, you know, I, I look at my mom, like Mother's Day was pretty recent, not too long mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. I remember I, I, I called her and we talked for two hours mm. and we kind of just, t- I kind of asked her questions about like when she was raising us and really 
when it comes down to it, they're just doing the best that they can. And they don't I know have, any better. Yeah. Right? You know, like, yeah. And my mom, like, she's in this country, like, she came here from Colombia. So she came to this country, didn't know the language, had to learn the language, had to figure out a way to provide for our, our family. And she did yeah. the absolute best that she could, being a single mom, raising three kids. So for all of the things that she did wrong, she did a million other things right. And I always, yeah, I just always make it a point to honor that. And yeah. Yeah. It's the same for me too. Like I, I tell my mom too, I'm like, mom, I tip my hat to you. Yeah. Of like just the endless sacrifice. Oh my gosh. How they just never gave up. Yeah. Absolutely. Never. Even when when looking back now, I'm like, man, I would I would have given up. I would have been like, forget <laughs> this. But they didn't. So that just shows yeah. like the type of mothers that they are. Yeah, and and the commitment level that they have to you, and how mm-hmm. much like and how much their decisions are driven by by love and factors that we as kids as then kids couldn't even have like a frame for. And I just, I, I love it. I mean, I appreciate my mom so, so very much. I'm so grateful for really how she brought us up and being grown up in the church. Like, I think it's probably, it, I think it has set my life up for what it has become and what it will become. And for that, I am forever grateful. Amen. Yeah. Amen. It's like, even for me, I look at my mom and like, we we do go to the same church and -hmm. i look at my mom and like where i'm at currently and i'm just like this is all because of you yeah it's wild it's wild that's it yeah i'm like this is just what you poured out yeah and if you think about it for too long you can totally like just cry (laughs) just cry (laughs) just weep just weep like oh you loved me so much (laughs) yeah yes yes. and i'm a crier i am a huge crier i cry all the time i have no shame in saying okay so in my family i am and on my mom's side i am known as the weeping willow the weeping willow (laughs) yeah because i just i just cry i mean sometimes you just gotta let it happen it's organic like we have tears for a reason just let them go and sometimes they're happy sometimes they're sad sometimes they're you know just gotta feel it you just just go with your emotions yeah go with your emotions you know know? and and i find sometimes like like even in prayer when i'm praying it's just like tears will just start flowing Mm -hmm. and it's not to say like like what you said it's not to say that i'm upset about anything Mm -hmm. but it's just you're just overcome with like joy and love yeah and when you experience that from god yeah totally especially when you're in a like man like we are born of his spirit like Mm -hmm. like when you're when you're praying when you're worshiping there is there is communion there there is a oh my gosh, the deep of my spirit longs yes. for this because you are where I'm from. You are where I'm going. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's just sometimes just an overflow of of the moment and it just happens. And I think with the whole like following your emotions, learn how to 
learn how to master them. Learn how to like, don't be, don't be driven by them. Mm. Um, but, but learn how, learn how to feel them and appreciate them for what they are and what they can teach you and how they right. can help you relate to the world. And yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I think, I think sometimes we're afraid to acknowledge our emotions, oh, but sure. they need to be acknowledged because it helps us understand, Yeah, you know, in certain, in certain situations, why we feel a certain way yeah. or why we react to things a certain way. So Let's all Absolutely. be, let's all be more friendly to our emotions. I think. Yeah. Instead more like, friendly, more accepting. Like it, yeah. it's not a sign of weakness to say, oh, I'm emotionally healthy. No, it's actually saying, no, no, I'm actually really strong and yes. vulnerable enough to present this to another person or to exactly. the Lord or to your family, you know? And, and if it's done right, like there's only room for intimacy and connection, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like, that's how, like, as you said, our um, connection and ultimately, like, how we approach God, like, yeah. that's when we experience him in not just, like, surface ways, but uh -huh. really getting to, like, the core of who, of who he is. Yeah. It's like when we're able to tap into those deep things and... And yeah, sometimes it's painful to, you know, go there. Yeah. But only good things can come from that. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I love that. And I think, we, I mean, we see it in the Bible. Like we see in the Psalms. Mm. I mean, David pouring out his, like, why have you forsaken me, God? Like this this desperation and I mean everything exactly. is there. As messy yeah. as it is, as as um as messy as it is, as sometimes controversial as it is, like whatever it was, he brought it before the Lord. That's what he did. You know, absolutely. I yeah. As as a worship leader, that's a model that I just kind of follow, and I think it's important just to be attentive to what I'm feeling. So when you're leading. How do you ensure that you're aware of the spirit? Like, I guess, does that come down to uh, how you prepare or just being confident in knowing that you can move wherever the spirit goes? Yeah, I think it's I think it's both. I think it's knowing the Holy Spirit and and knowing um, through through preparedness, just knowing like, oh, I feel like the Lord wants to talk about X, Y or Z or wants to you know, um, th there's going to be a room in the set or room in the presence for healing, emotional or spiritual or whatever. And sometimes um, I, I think to get really, really good at it, you have to do it personally before you mm. can do it for a group. And I have mm. done it personally a lot because um, you can't take someone where you haven't been. So preach. I think. Yeah, so so for me, if I'm if I'm feeling really heavy emotionally, I don't really like to go and lead worship. I right. I like to have beforehand processed all of it just right. so I can go and do my job as a worship leader to facilitate an atmosphere for people to connect with the Lord and to give him glory and then 
you know, through preparing, I will have known, oh, I feel like the Lord wants to talk about boom, 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 and boom, because mm-hmm. I felt it and I processed it and I felt the green light for it. Um, right. In that moment when you're just there and you have processed everything that you've processed and you feel the invitation of the Holy Spirit to to go on something or a prompting in your heart, you know, and it's not always, I mean, I can tell you how, man, I have missed a lot. Mm. I've missed a lot, but you know, I think, I think the Holy spirit cares enough. Um, even if it's just for one person, it might not have to work for the group, but that's right. Like, man, if I took a risk, if I, if I stepped out to do this, if it was for one person all the way in the back corner who wouldn't tell anybody that it did something for them, like, mm-hmm. hey, that's not up for me to, to, um, you know, determine that's, that's between the Lord and, and then that person. So, yeah, but you know, you got to fail, you got to fail. You got to try, you got to go for it. Exactly. And I think in failing and, you know, you may feel like, Oh, like I missed that moment. It just, um, helps us for the next time because then it rein like reinstates the fact that we need to go back to God. Like, I feel like if we keep getting it, then it's like, I already know I'm an expert. Like, God, I don't need you. (laughs) I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. But then with that, it's the constant need to go back to God and be like, I need you to lead me. I need you to speak to me. Yeah. Like you are in control of this. I'm not in control. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think when it comes down to like a local church, I feel a worship leader should be really considering and thinking about the church as a whole mm. and and be invested enough in your own community and in the lives of the people that you're entrusted to lead to maybe even just kind of gather just by what you know or what the Lord has been putting on your heart. Like, mm-hmm. man, we really need to go after healing or man, we need to really uh, pick songs about faith or pick songs yes. about forgiveness or, or whatever. And just being invested enough to be more effective as a worship leader for your community, you know, mm. just yeah. I guess leading more intentionally, not just, not just happening to what is not, not just allowing what the Holy spirit is going to do to happen, but being prepared for it. And yes, because yes. the Holy Spirit could be speak like the Holy Spirit can speak in a moment, but he can also be speaking all along through relationship, you know, yes. and you won't and you wouldn't know that unless you're in the lives of these people, you know. Mm. And I also think um, it goes to being quick to abandon whatever you have, like whatever you have spent time preparing as well. Yeah, it's like as soon as the Holy Spirit speaks just being so quick to be like okay lord you're leading me and yeah. we're just going with your spirit absolutely absolutely because like i like i have experienced that so many times in like like if i'm going to lead prayer then of course i've like prayed throughout the week and you know i've I, i've i have um prayer points prepared and then you show up and god will be like no this is the direction that we're going and a lot of times i'll be like what my prayer points are on point (laughs) my prayer points are on like these prayer points are fire but if 
yeah. be quick to abandon that. Yeah. Because uh, what the spirit can do yep. is 10 times, 100 times more powerful than well, what you can even imagine yourself doing. Absolutely. You're so right. And I, I think it, I, so Jeremy Riddle says um, that the perfect set is half preparation and half spontaneity. Mm. And I, and I believe that, you know, and I think spot in, in spontaneity, I'm not talking about spontaneous song, but just, I I more mean like openness to the Holy spirit and what Mm. the Holy spirit's doing in the moment, you know? Yeah. Cause there's a real power to this. Like, this is not Come just on. like we're not just up there singing songs. Like, no, like we're actually communing with the highest authority, the highest yes. power. We're with goodness itself. Like, and we have the responsibility as worship leaders and prayer leaders too, to like mm. to kind of set the tone and and yeah. chart the atmosphere, you know? And so yeah, anyway. Yeah. And so when did you discover? the power that worship has to bring breakthroughs or to really open up the atmosphere for healing? Like, can you talk about an experience that you've had? Yeah. Um, so I think I've been just, I had been exposed to it, but I didn't really see the, the connection. Mm. Um, my mom always, I mean, even going back to what I was saying, my mom would take us into prayer and she would bear her soul. And even in the Psalms that I would read as a kid, I, I don't think that I, that it fully clicked to me that it yielded breakthrough. And even when you're reading through the Psalms and you see how the tone, like how it would be filled with tension, but then it would end super light and yes. just giving away glory and just loving on the Lord. Um, so I, so yeah, I had been exposed to it and I think learning it all along, but I remember there were a few instances in my life. Um, one being when we didn't have any food in the house. And like I said, my mom being a single mom, um, just, I mean, working two jobs, doing everything that she possibly could to keep us fed, keep us clothed, keep us in school. Um, we we just didn't have anything. The cupboards were empty. The kitchen was empty. The refrigerator was white. And I remember this particular day, it was a Wednesday night. And I went to my mom and I was like, mom, what are, what are we like? What are we going to do? Like, I know you like you can see this. Like we have nothing. It's and, not a surprise. Yeah, it's not yeah. a surprise. And she looked at me and she was like, she's like, it's Wednesday, isn't it? And I said, mm. yeah. She's like, we're going to church. We're going to worship. And I, like I said, I don't argue with Latinas. So I just, I was like, you know yes, what? Mom. Yep, exactly. Yes, mom. But internally, like I was warring. I was mm-hmm. like, I was wrestling with my thoughts. Like, I don't, I don't understand. This makes no sense to me. Why would we, like, we have nothing. Why would we go to church right now? Why would we? Yeah. We need to figure out our food situation. Exactly. exactly. But yet you're talking about we're going to church because it's Wednesday. Yep. Yep. And I remember my mom just, she made the, as the head of our house, she made the decision. No, like we're going to stand in faith and trust in the Lord. And as a family, we're going to go worship. And we went Wednesday and we worshiped and it was just like a regular Wednesday. And I remember feeling like lighter after the fact, and I still didn't know what we were going to do. We still didn't have any food at the house. And so we got back to the house and our 
grocery, like our patio was filled from end to end with groceries, everything that we could want, everything that we could need. And I just, I, I began to see like, oh my gosh, like there's a real power in this. And I guess I, I needed at that point in time, I was young, I was like eight and I didn't understand. I didn't understand worshiping in hardship. Mm. I didn't understand that. I, I didn't understand it having to cost you something. Yes. Um, and you know, that was kind of, I guess my, my eye opening, um, my eye opener into that whole journey. And yeah. So good. I know. He is. And I I remember when we when we oh gosh. I mean, I can tell you story after story. My my grandfather, he he suffered a stroke once. And I remember my sister and I, we were too young to go into the ICU. Mm. And we were just kind of like, all right, obviously devastated. We couldn't see our grandpa. He was like in a literal stroke in ICU and we couldn't see him. And somehow it worked out that the nurses were like, all right, we'll bend the rule and we'll let you in to see him. We don't know how it happened. It was, it had to be the Lord. So yeah, we get there. yeah it, oh, for sure. And so we get in there and we see my grandfather, my grandfather just, I mean, he looked dead, honestly, mm-hmm. like just in a coma sleeping and, we didn't know what to do. And we looked to our mom and she was like, we're going to pray for him. We're going to worship. And we prayed and we worshiped and he came up and and just stuff like that. And I had been like my whole life, what I love and I value so much about my upbringing and what I would not change is that my mom, she was a praying woman and she, she knew him and she, she knew the Lord and she knew she knew how to how to kind of lead us in that and it is it's shaped our lives it really really has and i mean to this day i i look back on things like that as as markers like oh do not forget the faithfulness of god like i i never will there was another time when um so we lived in the ghetto because like i said my mom was um single mom working two jobs she just did what she had to do Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure we live next door to some drug dealers because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, we, we live next door to some, to some drug dealers and, um, we didn't really know what to do. And I kind of looked at my mom. I remember I found like a packet, like a little small Ziploc bag, um, on the, on the street that we lived on. And I was like, what, like, what is this? And I, sh- I showed it to my mom and she was like, she's like, okay, if you ever see something like this, like, don't, don't do anything with it. Like, don't touch it. Like, don't. And I was like, okay. And so I was like, well, mom, like, what do we do? Like, if this is kind of like a weird situation with our next door neighbor, mm-hmm. she was like, it's like, the only thing that I can tell you guys is to worship because worship changes things. And so my sister and I, we decided to go out into the front um, front porch and sit on the steps and we would worship. We would worship. I, I couldn't say exactly how long we did it for, but but we but we did it. And before we knew it, they were evicted and they had to go. You didn't have to do like, yeah, we you didn't, didn't have to move. Nope, nope. we didn't have it's, to. Move. A lot of times it's like, oh God, like 
or then it's like we think we have to do something uh-huh. but then it's like when yeah. you say god like i'm relying on you mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and i and really to answer again even further your first question mm-hmm holding to faith. I've have all these little stories like sprinkled throughout my life of reasons why. And it's just what I know to do. Mm. And it's not, and I feel the older I get, the harder it is to remain um, unjaded or to not harbor offense towards the Lord for things that are, you know, that I could be up in arms about, but, if I just keep my heart soft and broken before the Lord and remember his goodness and recount his faithfulness to me and my family, like, Oh my gosh. Like it is just, it is the thing. It's the apps. It's, it's the only thing for me really. It's the only thing. Yeah. And, and there's been moments in my life where it's been difficult to pray about something that I was going through like you know when you're going through something and you even find it hard to even just open your mouth like you can't oh, yeah. even talk to God about it oh, yeah. but there have been times that I have locked myself in my room mm. and really have just had one song on mm. on repeat and I've just worshipped God in my room Wow. and after that how you just everything around you has changed yeah even though you haven't actually like mm-hmm. prayed about it your worship is prayer oh come on that's so true that's so true it it really really is it really really is and and i think in those moments when we can't find the words the lord knows what he our knows like our heart he knows, he our heart. He knows the cry of our heart and the mm. disposition to say man even even in this tension as hard as it is for me right now to push past what i'm feeling i will find i will find the breath to sing you are worthy you are holy you are love you are good and and that to me is is really is really what this journey is about yeah and I find like, so I would say maybe in the past three months or so, um, there have been moments where I've wanted to pray about something and the Lord will drop a song in my spirit. Hmm. Oh yeah. And literally he's just ministering through that song hmm. and that song just speaks every word and more. Like it just speaks what the words I couldn't speak out yeah. loud. Yeah. And through that, it's just God's just ministering. Yeah. Absolutely. So worship, if if you haven't had deep encounters with worship, like whoever is listening, I just encourage you to just put on worship music and just yeah. be open yeah. to that time. Yeah. And it's so much more um it's so much more than just a song. It's so much more than having the ability to sing or to sing well or play mm-hmm. well. Worship is a position of your heart. It yes. is it, it's 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 a prayerful posture to say, "Lord, like you are worthy. I love you. I need you." And just minister to him first and foremost. Like, cool, great. You can sing awesome, amazing. Mm-hmm. But at the very end of the day, worship is not about that. It's not about how good a song is. It's about the posture of your heart. That's all he cares about. 
Yes. And willing to be vulnerable and open. Yeah. If you can't be vulnerable with with anyone else, then yeah, be vulnerable and open with God. Yeah. And so many people have, I mean, very, very good reasons and grounds to to be offended with the church and mm. and maybe even with with God. They they feel like how a certain situation played out is grounds for them to harbor that. But the Lord is so good, he can see beyond that. Like he really, really can. Like he knows everything first and foremost. Yes. Um he's an all-knowing God. He's an all-knowing God. But you know, I, I think it's important to to just, man, just, it's all about the posture and the position of your heart. And you can go to the Lord with your hurt. You can go to the Lord with your pain and sing your, sing your way through it, worship your way through it, pray your way through it, dance your way through it, paint your way through it. You know, like it's, it's so much more than just, you know, whatever. I think I already made my point. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk in circles anymore. Burr, 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 burr. Fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Fire emoji. Oh my goodness. And what is one area that you think you've grown the most in worship leading or even songwriting or just any, any um, uh, talent or ability that you have? Yeah, that's a great question. I I feel like I have uh, recently. I definitely feel like I have. Um, I've kind of transitioned my or changed up my approach to songwriting. So much of it before was coming from feel. Mm. Um, it, it was all like, oh, I'm going to bring my feelings here to this place and craft around it. But now it's like. Oh, I'm gonna bring my brain and my heart. Um, so interesting. It's, yeah, I've never heard anyone talk, or I've never heard anyone kind of say that before. I find that so interesting because oh, I really? feel like, yeah, <laughs> like, oh, please explain more. Yeah, I, I think, I think you know the Lord. Oh. Okay, well let's leave let's leave the Lord out of this even though he's in it. But yes. for me, um I just needed to I needed to all make sense. I I needed to I needed to come here and say, "Okay, why does why does this chord work? Why does this chord not work? And what does mm. that make me feel and what I already know about music or what I already know like head knowledge about songwriting?" Like yes. if I can if I can rein in my feelings and my emotions um, and just kind of say, oh, you're going to go under here, under here, or like you're going to submit to this knowledge. Um, And I think a lot of the times with going to the secret place, with everything that you're feeling, there has to be a point in time where you just know that you know that you know these certain absolute truths. So it's not like everything is up in in, in limbo, it's just like, no, I know that this is who God is. I know that this mm-hmm. is what his word says. And this is what I'm going to, this is what I'm going to choose. It's going to be my anchor. And yeah. So I don't know if that really answers your question. I feel like that was kind of a. Uh, it's a hard question to answer, I think, because it's something like it's your process yeah. that works, right? 
So sometimes it's hard to explain your own process because you're just doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just doing it. And, And I found for me, it's, it's helped a lot to, to steward my inspiration. Like if, if there is that's a certain, huh, yeah, thanks. That, that's deep. thanks. Like it, if there's a certain, if there's a certain story or a certain movie that for whatever reason, like I just can't shake or get off my mind. Oftentimes I feel like there's something that the Holy spirit wants to reveal to me about this. And so and I would, and I would, you know, dumb it down really, really, really practically. And I would like watch a TV show or watch a movie with my laptop. And as it's playing, I'm pressing pause and, you know, typing the line that the character said and then reflecting on it later. And that's mm. just how I do. It. And it helps me understand why I feel this way about the TV show, but also it helps me understand like, oh, I can totally see why the Holy Spirit wants to initiate this conversation and how that can, um, and how that can really shape a conversation that I'm having with the Lord and then ultimately shape a, uh, shape a song, excuse me. So, yeah. Wow. There's a lot I'm- of, there's a lot of play and a lot of pause when I'm telling you I type very slow. I, I was going to say, how, how, long, how long does it take for you to get through one episode? So very long. Or something. It's probably like a year for you to get through a series. Oh my gosh, right. But I usually, but, but I usually know, um, I usually know what it is that sticks out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it's like a certain, it's like a certain episode or a certain, um, or a certain documentary or whatever. So I'll just like, I've watched this one particular episode on chef's table about five times, just watching it over and over and over and over again, because something about it to me felt holy. And I wanted, I was like, what, like, what is it about this Lord? What are you trying to tell me? And how does that relate to where I'm at? Like, like, what are you trying to say? Yeah. And, um, and just processing my own thoughts and feelings and talking with the Lord about it and seeing what comes out of it. You know, sometimes it's a cool song or sometimes it's like, Hey, I don't know. I couldn't think of an example. I was going to say something. Or then it's like, yeah, uh, this one's going to stay in your journal book. And yeah, that, yeah. that song is just for you. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. yeah. And those, and there are those songs and I had to learn how, to differentiate between what mm. needs to be shared and what doesn't need to be shared. Not everyone needs to be CC'd on your process or, on or your journey. And I think that is just, I think it's just maturity. I think it's just time. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, understanding uh, what the Lord is calling you to do. Yes. Like he may call you to write, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean that he's calling you to release what you have written. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And I feel like I've definitely, I've had to learn that. I, I, I did not have much, um, much leadership in my life around create creating and writing and, and my calling, but I'm I'm just so thankful for who the Lord has has tethered me to mm-hmm. and the community and the leaders that I have in my life now and just 
conversations that have been had and things that I've just been learning. It's just amazing. Beautiful. Have you ever dealt with fear of putting yourself out there? Because that can hinder what you are supposed to do in life. That fear of, oh my goodness, I'm putting myself out there. I'm going to be vulnerable in front of people. Yeah, it's it's a huge thing. Like I, I didn't fully... Okay, so the night that we recorded Lean Back, I almost had a heart attack. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, I mean, not seriously, but I'm yeah, I'm obviously exaggerating. Were you nervous? Oh my gosh, for sure. <laughs> I was absolutely nervous. I was oh, talking about fear and trembling. Um, <laughs> I remember I, I needed to like find some time to just go and like be like prior to when we recorded like in the minutes leading up to it. So I I just kind of, whatever. Once it released, I was like, oh my God, the world has seen me in this broken, very like before the, like before the Lord kind of a thing. And so I was definitely afraid, um, I guess to be seen in that just because of how people feel about like emotions or whatever <laughs> I, hate emotions. <laughs> I hate that i said the word like that but <laughs> it's okay i totally went along with you though so it's okay i appreciate that thank you um yeah so i, I was definitely afraid but i think you know if it doesn't scare you is it worth doing you know and then That's- now and and then i and then i you know i think about I think about what that what that video or that song does. Like you look at the video and you see a black man who has this red bandana on and this curly hair. And I don't know, I just, I, I think about all the black and brown faces in the world who have a similar story, who mm. maybe grew up without a dad. And didn't like, you know, so that song for me, it was like, I I lived that song when my mom and my dad split up. Um, I remember I I had to make a decision. I was like, Lord, be everything to me that my dad is choosing not to be. And the Lord just kind of became my dad in a sense. And I just lived that I lived leaning, quote unquote, leaning back or just resting in the presence and trusting in the Lord. And that song to me is just so, I don't know. It's just, it's so personal that I felt like, oh my God, I'm totally naked and the world's going to see me. And I feel weird. But like, for me, that is what drew me into the song. Wow. That, openness that like you could tell it was coming from such a vulnerable place Mm. such a place of honesty so that for me is what drew me in and kept me there because sometimes a song can draw you in but then it loses you like you lose kind of where where that song is going but throughout lean back and even into uh the um spontaneous um song i guess 
the part two spontaneous song um that just drew you like it draws you in even more Hmm. because it's the spontaneous worship yeah i wow that's encouraging to hear of course i i feel i feel like like i have a good grid on that but then i i had no idea i had no idea how well one the response that the world would have to it but like I had no idea that people would see that. I knew to a degree, like, mm-hmm. oh, it's it's important to, like, as a as a black man worship leader who grew up in predominantly white church, like, people see me and they, like, I can represent, in a in you know to a degree, like black people, people who look like mm-hmm. me, and they can see, oh, wow, there's a brokenness before the Lord, like there's a humility there. There's an honor there. There's a love there. Like, and then ultimately like there's something that this person, these people have to say. And yeah. Anyway. Um, I, I shared this with you previously, but uh, I'll also share this story for the listeners. So lean back was the song that I walked down the aisle to, um, on my wedding day and lean back has been responsible for many tears that I have shed <laughs> tears of joy, like honestly tears of joy. Um, but also like tears of just like, it's been a reminder of where I've been, mm. but also like the journey that God is taking me on and like how he's literally taken me from a place of such brokenness to a place where I can love again to where someone can love me and mm. I can in turn love them. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a reminder of that process. Um, and when I was walking down the aisle, um, you know, like with my dad and I was walking with my yeah. niece also, cause she was the flower girl. Oh, um, and when I tell you there wasn't a dry eye, oh. like in that place, when that song came on, There wasn't a dry eye because I think everyone, everyone can relate to that song. Hmm. Everyone. Yeah. In some way, shape or form. Oh, for sure. So it's like, it's, it's universal because, and again, like the love of God has no borders. Yeah. The love of God isn't colorblind. Absolutely. The love of God, it doesn't rely on your status or whether you have money or what education background you have. Yeah the love of God reaches all. Yeah, absolutely. So, wow. Um, I love, I love that you shared that now, but when you told me, I especially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's, it's just so humbling to know. Like I, mm. I have been amazed by the response that people have to the song, but not shocked because yeah. I, it is a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. And like you said, everyone can relate to it. And yeah, wow. All right. So share how people can connect with you and uh, how they can connect with your music and what you have upcoming in the future. You can connect with me on social media. My Instagram is Dion X Davis or through email DionXDavis at gmail.com. So I am working on music, but I don't have a date to give at this time. But just know that I'm... 
I'm working hard. Yep. And I can't wait to share it with the world. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Lampstand Chronicles. A big thank you to Dion for joining me on this episode. If you couldn't already tell, we had so much fun recording it. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram. The show's page is at the Lampstand Chronicles and my personal page is at Rocky Saint Aman. I'll be sure to link those in the episode description for you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, would you be so kind to leave a review and hit that rate button? As I've said before, it definitely helps my podcast get featured. Don't forget to subscribe to the Lampstand Chronicles wherever you're listening now as new episodes come out every second Thursday. And in whatever you do, may your light shine bright. Take care, everyone.